This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN, follow the hashtag Principal PLN, or at Principal PLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 95 of the Principal PLN podcast with Jessica Johnson, Teresa Stagger, and myself, Spike Cook. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Teresa, how's it going? It is going. It's been a... It's been a, a rough couple of weeks. I feel like I think everybody's kind of feeling this time of year, and the we're on a trimester schedule, so it's end of the end of the trimester for us next week. So, you know, the stress that comes at the end of a term is for the students, which creates stress on the teachers and the admin and the parents. And so it's it's been a, a long couple of weeks, but it's you know still a still a great place to be and and. The, the kids help make it a little a little easier, but I think everybody's just pretty tired right now. What so about how, does that, how does that work with the, the trimester? So we have three. Um, we were on semesters. It, so the every other building I've ever worked in, we've had semesters. And the semesters we had um, – so when I taught, we had six classes a day that were 49, 49 minutes each. And then – so they had the option – and they earned a half credit for each – class per semester. So they had the option of, of earning six credits by the end of each calendar year or school year. The trimesters, we have five classes that are 71 minutes each per trimester, and they get a half credit for each of those. So they have the option to make, to earn seven and a half credits per calendar year. And our trimesters go from we start school in Michigan starts after Labor Day um, for the most part. And so we go from September, beginning of September until first trimester ends right around uh, January 16th, like Martin Luther King Day. Mm -hmm. It's usually the Friday before. And then the week of Martin Luther King starts second trimester that goes until the week of the late teens in March normally. And then that the third trimester starts and ends in uh, ends the last day of school, June fifteenth, sixteenth. Okay. Yeah, it's a I mean it's a pretty cool system. It gives the kids options to take a lot more. You know, sometimes you can you kind of get stuck because you've got, you know, senior year you have to take or whenever when I was in high school, senior year we had to take a semester of debate. You had to take a semester of government. You had to take a semester of you know all these all these different little things, and they they fill up your schedule pretty quick. Right. But when you have the option to take 15 classes a year as opposed to 10, it really opens up the ability to take, you know, like for band, ours, we always struggled with music because you had to take foreign language. Mm -hmm. So uh, we would lose a lot of students the last year for to foreign language. But given with the trimester schedule, 
it allows you to do both. And if you can't do both, you can at least be in band for like two of the three trimesters. Oh, okay. So, so it, it, I mean, it's really nice. It gives, it gives a lot more option for the students. I think, I think it's great. And what about like the kids that do the vocational experience? Mm -hmm. Those are an all year class. Oh, okay. And we have a big CTE program. It's actually, it's crazy because we host the Southwest Washtenaw Consortium in our building. And that is six neighboring districts around us. Um, but two, two or three, I think three of us are on trimesters. Three of them are on semesters. And one of the trimester schools has finals, like their trimester is a week off of ours. So it is so confusing when it gets to the end of the trimester, especially for the teachers, because they've got students who need to take finals earlier and some that are taking finals in the middle of January, which for us, oh, I'm sorry, the first trimester ends at Thanksgiving. It doesn't end in January. It ends um, it ends in thanks at Thanksgiving, the, the week after the first week in, in December it ends. Oh, okay. And it goes until March. That makes more sense. The semesters end Martin Luther King um, so you've got like a three and a half week overlap for some right. of those groups it, that that's kind of tough, but you have to take those classes. You have to take as a year long. Um, it's, it's part, and also our PLTW project lead the way. I think some of those classes, some AP classes are all a year with the exception of a, a very few that might be two semesters or trimesters, but it's pretty, um, yeah, it's pretty set up. It's, yeah. it's nice. Sounds like there's a lot of different things going on at the same time. That's exactly that's a great way to put it. <laughs> there's, there's a lot that happens all the time. All the time, yeah. Because <laughs> our high school operates on a semester schedule, um, and I it just seems like they're like the kids are only taking I think like four classes a day or something like that. Which, are they in a block? Yeah. Okay. Semester and block. Um, so I think it it allows them to do some more things get some you know more electives more opportunities to get to higher level classes and so they've been doing some um revamping of their course offerings and trying to align themselves more with the, uh, the county college and um to like address some of the needs for you know like what kids are looking for in their college and career and uh it's been awesome because it's like like it's it's affected us. So like when we meet with the high school, like as a middle school, it's like, okay, so what are you guys doing? And then what can we do to prepare the kids to number one, like choose to go to this, to, to the high school and to make sure that when they're there, that like, if they've got like any of the little things that they could get in eighth grade to get them ready, that we can offer that. So, you know, next year we're going to be offering some different classes like that. We've, we haven't offered before, uh, like, like this year, we started with a STEM class. We started with a, an advanced uh, pre-algebra class in seventh grade. And then next year, we're looking to add a geometry class in eighth grade and, um, and a few more uh, advanced classes in the core subjects. And, um, and then look at some of our uh, electives to see how they can, uh, how we can do a better job of exposing them to things that are going on over at the high school. So that seems to be going really well. Um, we, we took an, a, like a, a, a big, like sort of risk this year, uh, where, cause we had, you know, huge budget reductions last year. And, um, so we went with a all online world language program, uh, through this thing called Admentum. And 
it's interesting because that it's like as much as kids love doing stuff online and they'll spend hours playing all these like different games and it's not really a gamified type of thing it is literally like a class where you they introduce the topic they um you know they they work through uh different scenarios like it's not flashy or anything like that you're not going to get any like extra skins or you know change your avatar and stuff like that it's just it's a real you know class and um it's actually been met with a lot of mixed reviews you know um but what our job is at the middle school in my opinion is to just expose them to the different world languages that were that are out there um you know and like i said unfortunately with with budget reductions you know that's that's an area that we had to look into so um, that's something that we're looking into for next year to see how we can improve that um and along with that package we have a um an elective um, bank of classes that are offered, which is those seem to be doing better. Uh, like kids can take like gaming and architecture, business, health and wellness, like all, all different types of classes that they choose. And, uh, you know, it's all self-directed, self-paced. Uh, there is a teacher in there um, that's more of a facilitator. I think that's the big difference too, especially when you're looking at, um, you know, the conversations with parents and uh, teachers and kids. It's like, you know, the, the teacher's role in there right there is like a facilitator. Um, and that's difficult, you know, uh, and it might be a bit of a stretch, I would say, for the middle school experience because, you know, the traditional experience for any classroom is that, you know, the teacher is the bearer of all knowledge. And, um, you know, it's really I give my teachers a lot of credit, too, because, you know, they're facilitating this learning and they may not know Spanish, French or German. Um, and let alone any of the like the the electives type of stuff so you know it's a marking period you know when you get down to it like for, for these type of experiences so um but it's definitely something that we're that we're looking into um and it also another part of that that package um helps us out with our um basic skills kids uh kids who are who are falling behind um so that there's a math and language arts uh component to it as well so it's a rather extensive program, um, but <clears throat> no one, uh, according to like the folks that I work with at, at Edmentum, is really using it at the middle school level quite like we are. You know, a lot of high schools are using it for, you know, credit completion and, you know, uh, homebound students and, and, you know, things like that. Um, and, I, and I would even consider looking at that as well um, for, you know, for kids uh, who, who are you know, like once we get to the end of the school year, instead of them going to a traditional summer school, if they could just complete the course online, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, scheduling and, you know, looking at next year, that's, that's such a big, you know, part of what's going on right now. Um, because, you know, my, my theory is that you need to take the spring to, um, you know, prepare for the next school year, because that's where everybody is. Like we don't, we don't have the opportunity to bring them in during the summer, you know, and, and, uh, and plan out the school year. So we have to do as much as we can, you know, for next year, um, that, you know, that's possible. And I know that's sometimes difficult because, you know, we're running up to, you know, there's two or three weeks left before our spring break, you know, I don't know about you, but like I walked around the school yesterday, I was like, what is going on? It just seems like <laughs> it's just like <laughs> one of those days, you know? Um, and 
not to mention the deadlines are coming up. I don't know about you, but like getting our observations and evaluations completed. And we just got the email, the reminder about that. And it's like, oh my goodness, because, you know, for us, like our second observations are, are unannounced. So we just kind of schedule them in our calendar. But, you know, when things come up, I'll talk to my secretary and she's like, oh, you know what? I'll catch up with that later. And I've said that for like probably like the last two weeks. And she keeps saying, you know, you're going to keep pushing this off. And one week you're going to come in and you're going to have five observations every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so hard. I feel like we're in we're in classrooms so often, you know, just just popping in and, and walking around yeah. and, and being a part of it. But, you know, when when you have to and it's not and, and that's, you know, I don't know. I struggle with the observation system, not uh, not ours in in particular, but in right. general, in general, you know, I just because I, I feel like we have a pretty good handle of what goes on in the classrooms. I feel like if I could take if I could take a a just make a compilation of all the, you know, three or four minute walkthroughs I did or all the times that I sit in the room and do my email and listen to what's going on. And I feel like that would be a little bit more of a better shot than, you know, a 20 minute snapshot of a random time that I stopped in the room. Because you, I mean, you know, what's going on in these classrooms, you're in the rooms, you're walking around in the hallways, you can hear, you can see, you know, what's happening. Yeah. So they have to sit down and base an evaluation on this 20 minute time um, I struggle with. Yeah, I, I agree. And I know that there's different models that are out there. And, and um, like, I, I always say, like, especially for our model, like we use the McCrell. Um, I think it's a great end of the year summative thing. Like it really, it goes over teacher leadership. It goes over, you know, how do you deal with, you know, students from a diverse population, um, you know, the classroom environment, how they are as a reflective educator. Um, but yeah, going in for the the traditional, you know, 40 minute observation, you know, unless it's like, unless they're like new teachers, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I struggle with it as well. I'd, I'd like, I'd rather do something. I'd rather try something different, like, like almost like what you were saying. I don't know if it's the same the same as what I was thinking, but like, like performance reports or something like that. Like, I don't know, like, you, like just, they give you a checklist of things. Do they hand their lesson plans in on time? Do they participate in their, you know, uh, PLCs? Do they, uh, are there extra activities that they do? What is the, you know, I don't know, even if you wanted to put like different measures in there, you know, <clears throat> and then kind of rate them on that, you know, and, but it would require you to, yeah, to get in the classrooms to see what was going on. Um, I don't know, maybe we should invent something new. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think it's time. No, it's, and, and even this year, we focused a lot more in our district. We've been focusing a lot more on the coaching side of it. Yeah. Um, we really redid, we revamped our evaluation process over the summer. We used the Danielson rubric. Okay. Uh, and we were doing them, we were doing it very differently last year than we were this year and, or than we are this year. And we, we spent a lot of time focusing on, you know, just this conversation because it's, it's silly. I, 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 in, I mean, realistically to, to have two evaluations a year for if, if you're, if you're a principal who's in a building who is in your office all the time, then having to sit in somebody's in, in a classroom for 40 minutes and do an observation it will help you. Yeah. Right. Because you're not in the classrooms, but if you're someone who's, I'm never, I say never, I mean, never, I walk into my office, I put my stuff down 
and I work somewhere else all day. I am never in my office. And even when I'm in my office, it's in the middle of the hallway. So I can hear at least four classes at any given time. I see kids working in the hallways. I see teachers interacting. There's never a time, unless I'm sitting in the commons working where I'm, you know, watching kids while they're walking around, there's never a time that you're not around a classroom. So in those situations, I feel like, I feel like it's just not the right system. So we, we revamped over the summer and really started focusing on the coaching aspect because it's not, evaluations are not a gotcha, right? We're not trying to find something wrong. I'm not trying to tell you the teachers that I observe doing math I will never be able to teach math better than these people. Like yeah. never, never. And but it's my job to help them get better because we can all get better. We can right. everybody can get better. That's why we do PD. That's why you and Jess and I do these podcasts so we ourselves can get better and and by listening to our ramblings and our struggles hopefully other people will get better too. But you know, our job is to help so we we have revamped it in that Uh, the main focus of our evaluations now are the conversation that happens after the eval Mm -hmm. and really the coaching that goes along with that. More of an, almost an instructional coach type role. And we don't focus on domains one and four, professional responsibilities and preparation for the class until the end of the year. Those are the Uh, only time that those are even in the evaluation are for the final, because if you're not preparing for, if, if you haven't done domain one, it shows up in two and three. Right. Right. You know, and we know very well as administrators who is not, who is not doing well in their professional responsibilities. We know that it's not a surprise. It's not something that we need to have a checklist on every single time we do an evaluation. So, and if, and if you're, you know, as an administrator, you're contacting, you're making sure that you're following up with these teachers so that nothing is a surprise at the end of the year, because if they're, if they're ineffective in their professional responsibilities, it should not come as a surprise at the end of the year. It should not be the first time that they hear about it. Same thing we tell teachers when they've got students who are failing their class. If, if the parent doesn't know they have a D until parent teacher conferences, you've done something wrong. And it's too late for us. If our teachers are surprised by anything on their evaluations, that's on us. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I just wonder too, like, when you look at two observations for a tenured teacher, right? That's the way it is in New Jersey. Is that the way it is in Michigan? It's different by district, but we do, uh, in our district, we have two two evaluations and then a final eval, but the final eval is not an observation. So there's two observations, but three evals, and then they all mix together for a final. Okay. Yeah. Like we have, yeah, for a tenured teacher, you have two evals and then a summative you know, meeting, but the summative yeah. is generated from the the other right. two observations um and then for a non-tenured it's three so if you if so we we do blocks as well so if you're a language arts teacher and you're teaching you know three blocks a day so for 180 days um that's as many classrooms as or that's as many you know times as that you're teaching throughout the year I think it's I don't know what is that number if we if we multiplied it three times one eighty is um oh I don't want to do math you don't want to do math <laughs> I just told you I'm not a good math teacher yeah <laughs> um 
you would think I would know that oh, off the top of my head. What? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and. T- I'm. I'm not ashamed. It's 540. Okay, so so you have 540, up uh, like teaching opportunities, right? And we're seeing them officially two out of those. Right. Like the, the number is so minuscule, right? right? Now, if you think about like walkthroughs and stuff, you know, the idea, you know, for our district and, you know, the goal is to get 30 walkthroughs, you know, per teacher per year. But those are non-evaluative. You know, that that's just us collecting information on the, the academic climate and culture of the building. So but, you know, 540, you know, teaching opportunity times and, you know, you're getting in there two times. I mean, it, it's just I don't know. I mean. And we just went through a whole, like, I, I would say probably about five or six years ago, we went through a whole, you know, resurgence of the the teacher observation, you know, in New Jersey, you know, and of course they, you know, the, the old school, you know, systems that were like each district made up their own, you know, evaluation, like all that, like kind of went away. But like when they, you know, when they did report out on like why we needed to change, like when I would go to those NJDOE meetings, um, yeah, some of the statistics were kind of harrowing though, because like now you take all that and then a lot of that, like they were saying, like they estimated like 36% of the observations were done in the principal's office, meaning they just didn't like back in the day, they just didn't go anywhere. They just would write the evaluation, stick it in the mailbox, you know, and teachers would be like, what? I, you know, I never got evaluated on that day, but you know, <clears throat> I mean, um, so, th- you know, they were definitely trying to address and, 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 you know, address some of these situations that are going on. But um, I just, I just look at like, I still think we're looking at it like pretty archaic, you know, and, and I'm think I think teachers would agree too. I think teachers would oh, want yeah. more feedback and then, you know, um, you know, sort of like, I don't know, many benchmarks along the way. I, I don't know. There's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a different way to do it. But, you know, it's interesting because right now one of my vice principals is out. He, uh, is out on medical. And um, so I have somebody filling in. Now, this person doesn't have to do any walkthroughs, any evaluations. They don't have to attend any meetings. Right. Right. And I asked her, like, it was like her first full week of doing it in this great office. And I was like, so how was your week? And she's like, like, look at all the notes that I made and, you know, how busy I was. And I was like, yeah, I know you were going, you know, the whole time. I was like, could you imagine putting in observations pre-observation conferences observations post-conferences um you have to get 10 walkthroughs done you you would have had to get 10 walkthroughs done during this time uh not to mention you know this meeting that meeting you know whatever that we you know don't require you to go to it is just like her eyes are just like what you know because that's what our life is like dealing with the drama, the trauma, the discipline, parent conferences, all that kind of stuff. And about evaluations and, you know, um, walkthroughs and all this other stuff. It, it is a lot. And, and, Oh, I forgot to mention checking lesson plans. Maybe you had SGO meetings, um, <clears throat> you know, and the list, you know, sort of goes on and on. So tell me about checking lesson. We don't collect lesson plans, <clears throat> at least at the high school, um, where we are now tell me about what that looks like for you so every monday by eight o'clock everyone has to post their lesson plans on our um like our system it's called on course um 
and then we just have to check that they're there. We have to go through to see like, you know, are they aligned to the standards? You know, are they updated? Are there assessments in there? You know, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, the, the basic, the basic thing that you're looking for is, are they in there, you know? And, um, and then you kind of go from there. And so we are, we are encouraged to, you know, to give feedback on that, to post questions, to, you know, do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, we have, we have a hundred staff in our building, you know, with three administrators checking lesson plans. It's, it's quite a lot. Wow. <laughs> a week in the life of, <laughs> in the life of admin. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I was thinking when you said earlier about, you know, what, when you walked through, through the halls, it was like, ah, I was just thinking about I walked, we were walking through the halls yesterday and it's, it's a, it's a weird feeling at the end of the trimester because especially at the high school level and, and second try is a tough one because this is really the last trimester for seniors that, right. um, that I, I don't want to say counts, but that the colleges for the most part are using. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of stress and it's, for the most part, it's pretty quiet. <laughs> there. Well, it's, you know, it's Friday. Like yesterday was Friday. We have finals on Wednesday. So it's getting like, it's crunch time. It's final review. The kids are scattered among around the school, finishing up either performance, um, performance finals, you know, evaluation or um, evaluations, goodness, performance finals or projects. And then, you know, just like nose to the grindstone studying and so really the only the only kind of craziness that's happening is just the the level of energy and anxiety but it's not like it's not loud it's not distracting it's wow. just wow yeah it's a it's Wait, a they actually study oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. No, I guess at the middle school yesterday I know we were talking a little bit before the show started like yesterday was one of those days where I'm like what else can go on like it just we we have those days and, and it wasn't a friday the 13th it wasn't a it wasn't a full moon but there was just something in the air uh it, i don't know what it is I, I mean kids are you know kids are kids and you know you know that that sort of is what it is and i think for the most part you know everybody comes and goes and and has a great time but like there just was such a different weird buzz you know going on and and you know and for us it's you know the fight or the almost fight uh you know that that kind of drama um you know you have substitutes so sometimes there's there's problems in this, with the substitute um but just like when i was out in the hallways just just watching kids like they just they just seemed off you know and uh you know monday they could come in and they could be much different um I, I don't know. And, and then also like we're in that stretch now, like we got two and a half weeks until our spring break. So it's really the toughest time I think of the year for the teachers. Um, teachers are, you know, I, I, I just, I, I give them a lot of credit. I mean, if you, if you started teaching, you know, 10 or 15 years ago or before um, the, the profession has changed so much and uh, the workload, the responsibilities, um, everything from class sizes increasing to, you know, you know, more emphasis on uh, assessment and evaluation of kids. 
and um, standards changing, rewriting curriculum, um, you know, school improvement plan and goals and stuff like that. You know, they 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 get stressed out too. You know, they um, and and I I'm starting to recognize this a lot more, um, especially have doing the work that I've been doing like with mindfulness and the stuff that we've been doing, you know, with our teachers to, to help them out. But, um, you know, they have a lot of that going on. And then plus the, the stuff with the kids, you know, like this, um, we had a, we had a presenter come in and, and work with our teachers on this. And it's, you know, it's like, I may have mentioned it before, but it's like this, you know, the kids are, have this, like this emotional stress and, and, um, and they, and, it manifests in the classroom, you know, and it manifests in the hallway and, and, um, and then, you know, teachers are dealing with this chronically day in, day out, you know, and if they're not doing anything to, you know, combat that it, it's just a recipe of, you know, burnout and, uh, frustration and stuff like that. So, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what we could be doing better and I wish we could be doing better because I, I feel like, you know, of, of anyone like teachers shouldn't have to, to, to be going through all this. I think, uh, I think our next episode needs to be on social emotional wellness. Cause we've got, we've got a pretty big, a couple of pretty big initiatives that go that we're doing in our district um, that I'd love to share on that, because that's something that we're, we're trying to focus really hard on. A lot of our students are on, you know, you asked if they study and, and they, the, the, the stress for a lot of these students, you know, we talk a lot about that, the race to nowhere, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's, we're just in that go, 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 you know, get into the best college, get into the best program. And every grade and exam counts and matters and, and it's tough. Yeah. And we have, and we're, you know, a lot of, a lot of students everywhere, they're putting the pressure on themselves right? It's not us. Um, sometimes it is and some things it is, but they're, they are, the school is a very different place than it was when we were there, even high school. It's, Mm -hmm. it is a very different situation and we, we have to, we have to do something to help them. We have to do better with that. And so we're, we've been trying a lot of things and I I'll share that, but I know it's going to be way too long for this episode. Plus I want Jess in on that one because she couldn't make it today. Okay. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds good. Um, so what are some things that you guys are doing to start planning for next year? Well, for next year, we are starting a blended, um, initiative at the high school. So we have a lot of students who take online classes already. And most of the online classes that they take are things that we can't offer or, you know, like Japanese or things that because of, um, maybe banned or CTE classes or AP exams, AP classes that students can't fit into their schedules. So uh, we have about, we have one, one class period every day that has online students. So there's like 35 kids in each hour, mm-hmm. um, each of the five hours that are taking some sort of an online class. And what we're looking, we're starting a blended program next year, which is um, not blended in the scenario of like flipped, but blended in that they're not in class every day. So some of their coursework is, is done 
online and off-site. It could be. It also allows for smaller group work for kids who need real individual attention to be able to go. The teacher's in the classroom every day. And there, so there's there are days that they're required to come or that they may be split into small groups that they're required to come. But we're, we're starting that with four classes next year. And just to put into perspective, we have, we have about, 100, about 100 teachers who have five class periods a day. Um, well, it's four class periods a day. And then one is usually a planning and 1,800 kids. So four class periods is not, is not a, it's a very small rollout, very small rollout. Um, but that's on purpose. Mm -hmm. So we have, uh, I think we have a government class. We have an English 10 class. We have... Um, government English 10, one is a history class, U.S. history, and then in a co-taught, it's a co-taught history class. And then, um, I can't remember what the last one is, but that should be pretty neat. I'm, we, so we spent a lot of time on that because what does it look like? Who do yeah. the, can the kids leave campus? Can they stay? What does it look like? Where do they sit? Where are they going to go? How are we going to keep track of them? There's so much that has to do with that. Um, that we've been working on. And obviously now is scheduling time, worrying about how many sections for next year. We're doing, our admin team is working on a new PD schedule for next year. We're including a lot of teacher voice in this. So um, so there's that. We there's it's I, I feel like in administration, it, we spend, I spend more of the year focusing, not focusing, but working on the next school year than right. I do you know, planning for things that are happening this school year. The planning started for next year, probably in November. So it's, you know, it's just this oh, wow. constant. Yeah. yeah, we we start really early, just just trying to get, you know, little things here and there done and set up. And because we've got we've got a lot of initiatives and we do not not a lot that, you know, we're pushing, 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 but there are a lot of little things that some teachers want to do. Some teachers wanted to start this blended thing. So you got, you know, you have to start, when, if you're going to make a big change, like blended learning, that's not something you can start in March. You know, right. you have to, we have to, we started that. in I think we started looking at October. We sent a group. There's a school in Illinois, just outside of Chicago called Huntley high school. And they have these innovation days that they do because their, um, their school has a lot of blended learning and they've, they've done it all. They've made all the mistakes for us. So they, they bring people right. there and they, sh they show them how their program works and what they did that was wrong. And they let you talk to kids and, and, you know, help you figure out how to implement this. And so we took a team of administrators. There was a central office admin, a high school admin, and 10 teachers, I think that we took in October. And then a second group of us went in February and got some ideas, tried to figure out what that looks like. We have some teachers going to a blended learning conference in a couple of weeks that my principal and myself went to last year. Um, we've got our, our process pretty much set up, but just trying to figure out what that looks like. So it's, if, right. if you're looking at any initiatives like offering online classes or blended learning or anything that's going to be a big culture shift or process shift in your buildings, that's, that's something that should start small and should start, you know, pretty early in the planning stages. And we looked at two, we're talking about um, performance-based exams, not only performance-based, mm -hmm. but having some sort of a performance-based um, uh, process or part to the final exams. And that's still 
kind of in the the early planning stages. But what what we talked about is we had our you know our department heads as a part of that conversation, and what came out of one of the meetings was you know this is not something even though we've met you know five times before next year this is not something that we can roll out to everybody next year this is that's not how that's going to go we have to we have to make a plan for this and and really you know maybe in two years it's a part of something somewhere maybe in three years that's you have to remember when you're implementing things that it may seem especially as admin it may seem easy for us to put into effect to to put into the process but we can't we can't make big huge changes immediately it has to be really thought out and really well implemented or you're not going to get any buy-in and and then it's just it's a fight yeah yeah and and i would say that like i've learned a lot from you know what i thought was well planned out what i thought you know um we had got every all the stakeholders in place you know we have been there for two years now we've made some some major changes to the schedule and you know all things that i had thought that you know this is what everybody wanted when we talked about it individually in groups and stuff like that and then when you do the change um if it's not well thought out or if it's not meeting everybody's needs it, it ends up backfiring you and i think that's a lot with what's happened with me uh you know at at this school where you know we took some chances and i thought that's what we were supposed to be doing but um you know when you look at you know the um, implementation of it and, you know, like dotting the I's, crossing the T's and all that kind of stuff. And and it is still pretty much a traditional education environment. So therefore you have, you know, all the different rules and regulations and the way that we've been doing things. Uh, it is tough, you know, so uh, this year, you know, for planning for next year, like I'm trying to go with a less is more like, okay, well, let's just keep a lot of what we're, we did. Um, I don't really want to take more chances at this point. I want to work and refine and get better at what we are doing. So like last week, you know, when I was talking with Jethro um, and he had told me about the book, The One Thing, um, and I got that and I started reading it, it's really helped me to to get focused on, you know, what is like one thing that we can do next year? And like for us, it, it may be as like we haven't identified yet because we're still just going through the process. But like for us, it really may be just that one thing of like, let's get the hallways, you know, under control, you know, with middle like 1100 middle schoolers, you know, running around, you know, perhaps that's just the one thing that we have never really, really addressed or hasn't been, you know, improved or, or whatever. <clears throat> and, um, and then with that, you know, all the things that we work on can point towards that direction. Um, because I did see the the impact of change on on the staff and um, it revealed a lot. I'm not going to lie, like it revealed where some people are you know, more flexible and understanding with change. And then where uh, a lot of people, you know, dug in and, um, you know, and challenged it um, and then others maybe weren't happy with it, but we're, we're willing to work to see what we could do, you know, to, um, you know, to improve for next year. So, um, you know, that, yeah, that's kind of where we are, um, you know, and, and it is a process, you know, school improvement, I think is a continuous cycle. Uh, and there's, you know, there's ebbs and flows to it. And there's also, um, you know, seasons. And I think right now we're, you know, we're definitely in that season. Uh, and it's tough because you're in the, in probably the hardest part of the season, which is, you know, the kids being distracted and, 
you know, the, the teachers, you know, with, with an increased workload. But the important thing is that we have to continue to look for, uh, you know, next year. Sounds perfect. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Spike. I hope everyone has a great week. And with that, Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com.